Hi, Insiders. It's Haley joining you today for an Insider's look at the new Disney Plus original movie, Hocus Pocus 2. It's been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected the sisters, and they are looking for revenge. Now it's up to three high school students to stop the witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem before dawn on All Hallows' Eve. To hear more, we're talking to the movie's director, Anne Fletcher, actors Doug Jones and Sam Richardson, and our new trio of bewitching actresses, Whitney Peake, Melissa Escobedo, and Lilia Buckingham. Hocus Pocus 2 was so much fun, and it felt like no time had passed since we last saw our beloved Sanderson sisters. The addition of so many great new characters will bring in a whole new generation of fans, as well as entertain those that have had the original film as a part of their Halloween traditions since 1993. So let's open the Book of Spells and talk to the director of Hocus Pocus 2, Anne Fletcher. Welcome, Anne. Hi, thank you for having me. I like the Book of Spells. So mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's open up this book. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got your own start in the industry. So I moved to Los Angeles from Detroit as a dancer and wanted to, to dance. And I did. And I had an amazing career. That's the one thing I can say about myself. I'm an amazing dancer. And that's as much as far as that goes. I moved into choreography, film, television, stage as well. And then my best friend, Adam Shankman, was approached by a producer saying, who is kind of the next you, a choreographer turned dancer, because they had a dance movie that they wanted. So Adam threw my name in with a couple of other people he thought would be right for it. I took an interview. I mean, I'd never wanted to direct. I'd still be a dancer, by the way. I'm just letting you know. Really? At this age, I'd still be a professional dancer if I didn't do what I did. Yeah. So I took the interview because I thought you're only going to have one of these interviews and then you'll, it'll, it'll be over. So that first of anything is so scary for everybody. Right? right. And so I'm like, let's just do it. Like I have literally nothing to lose. So I went in and I interviewed with Eric Feig, who is the head of summit films at the time. And my stack of information of how I could be a director was this thick it was a three hour <laughs> meeting, which is literally unheard of. And I could have probably I'm not done terrifying it at all. No, I just wanted to say, I know what I'm talking about. I didn't know what I was talking about. They hired me. It oh was my God, that's up. so fun. Yeah, it's so crazy. It is amazing. So for me, what's crazy is all the years of me being a dancer and an assistant choreographer and then choreographing myself is I learned a lot of the job already on the floor and working with costumes, working with the DP, working with the AD, working with money uh, schedules. Like I was already doing all of these things, having to choreograph for camera. So it was very strange. I was getting ready for step up. We're in prep and the production designer said, what color do you want the dance studio? And first thing in my head was ask the director. That's what you would do. But I was like, whoa, I am the director. It is me. I guess mustard yellow. (laughs) It would seem really pretty in here. Yeah, it was all so weird. And here we are. But I still choreograph because there's people I really love in this industry, producers and directors that I genuinely loved. I'm like, I don't want to end this relationship. So I still choreograph. That is so cool. I mean, I will say when I was looking up your IMDb, you choreographed some of my favorite movies, like growing up, like I love like Ice Princess and Hairspray and even like Buffy Once More with Feeling is like one of my favorite episodes ever. So I was like, I'm so excited to meet her. This is so cool. But I'm curious, what would you say was the hardest part? We talked a little bit about how it was, uh, it was an easy transition just 
from being on set and kind of knowing from a choreograph, is it hard to turn off that piece? Or again, being you are the director, was that was that tricky or like a hard thing to wrap your head around? I think having the mindset of you're the boss, right? I don't have that mindset. It's It takes a team to make anything. So I am, yes, the director of the movie. So there is somebody leading the troops. Right. But I'm a crew member first. So these are my people and we are making this together. The one thing Adam Shankman, because he did his first movie before I did Step Up. Okay. His first and only bit of advice was spot on accurate. He said, it's just like choreographing. It's just more. And after I (laughs) was halfway in the movie, I was like, you know what? He's totally right. Like, that's all it is. It's like, you've done so much of the work already as a choreographer and as an assistant choreographer, I had to work with everybody on the floor. You just now have to look at camera angles and lenses and how you want lighting. And, oh, you learn. And (laughs) on Step Up, I was like, honestly, the luckiest person that they hired one of the most talented cinematographers in the business, which is Michael Saracen. And I had made the joke of like, I'd like the DP who filmed Fame. Right. And he happens to work with one of my favorite directors. So Alan Parker's one of my favorite directors and Michael Saracen worked with him. He, they did Fame together. And so I'm like, I'd love to get that guy. Yeah. And they made a deal with him. And I was like, what? I get Michael Saracen for my first movie? Like, it's kind of crazy. And so the movie is so stunning because this man is so talented. That's so fun. How cool. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about Hocus Pocus 2. I know this is such an iconic film. Was there any sort of pressure to include any sort of fan favorites? Like there was anything that you had to include to really make sure those fans were happy? I was never asked or forced to put anything in the movie at all. The writer, Jen D'Angelo, had had the script and I came on, worked with Lynn Harris, my producer, and Jen with the script on what I wanted to do. The other gloriousness about this whole experience is my two executives on the movie from Disney, Jessica Virtue and Rachel Young, they're hardcore Hocus Pocus fans. And so is the writer, by the way. So I've got three of these young women who grew up with this movie their whole entire lives. So I had a lot to pull from, but I spent time focusing on the original movie and what story I wanted to tell. And part Mm. of the thing that was attractive to me was the origin story because I want to know these things. Those are the things that I love. And I think think women in general, we like to know a little bit more than most people. (laughs) So I want to dig into this a little bit. So we had the origin story. So I really wanted to push that and play with that a little bit more than it was. Because if you think about it, it's the 1600s. And women of that time were then deemed witches if they had a mind or if they spoke or whatever the case was. We're going to turn you into a witch. And oh, if we think you're a witch, we're going to burn you. So they were We're murdered (laughs) for just being women with a brain. But you sort of carry that to 2022. And we're kind of going through that right now. So it's not down your throats. It's hocus pocus too. And I'm not saying it's anything else. But that little thread's there. It oh, has to I be. Love that. You have to be able to point at it, right? Absolutely. I think. Well, thank you so much for your time, Anne. I, it was really nice was so to fun. meet you. Such a pleasure to meet you. Have a great day. Thanks, Haley. All right. Our next two guests play Billy Butcherson and Gilbert the Great. Welcome, Doug Jones and Sam Richardson. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. Hi. Oh, thanks for having thank us. Thank you so much. Of course. 
All right, Doug, what was it like hearing that you were going to be returning to Hocus Pocus 2? Well, when I got that call, I said, it's about time. That was my first comment. And my second comment was, and yes, I'm in. <laughs> Hadn't seen a script yet, didn't care. I, we, uh, they'd been anticipating a sequel for so long and hoping for one, maybe. It's only been 29 years. Right, I know. And they had the three, the three original witches back. Come on, uh, then it was a no-brainer to say yes. Oh, that's so awesome. And Sam, you play one of the new great characters. So tell us about Gilbert the Great. Gilbert the Great is really just me, Sam Richardson, <laughs> but with a costume on a different name. Gilbert is a fan of the events of... Hocus Pocus, the original, and he owns a magic shop, which is in the home of the three sisters. And so to get to come in and play that role as a fan of the movies, sort of, I'm just playing myself, truly. <laughs> uh, it's very meta, sort of like a Russian doll of like myself inside of myself inside of myself. <laughs> That's so awesome. So are you super into scary stories and Halloween characters and all that stuff as well? In the, the top of my pantheon of holidays, Halloween is right up there. You know, get Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm. those three. And, and the movie itself is very important to me. So, you know, getting to be a part of it. You know, very few people get to do that. <laughs> Especially in this one, it's me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. And what about you, Doug? Are you also super into the, the spooky time of year? Well, uh, you know, so much of my career has been dark. With, uh, with the characters True. I played in a lot, a lot of spooky movies. Uh, I wouldn't call this, but this, this one is so, it's a happy, light, family-friendly Disney film with a happy ending. And that's what appeals to me. If I'm going to play any darkness at all, I want it to be in a happy, family-friendly story. Uh, so being a zombie, of course, you think, oh, here comes the brain eater. Well, I, I, I actually, Billy doesn't, he's not hungry for brains. He's hungry for a nap, really. Exactly. <laughs> so that's fun for me to be a uh, play that. I absolutely love it. That's so fun. And I know you guys, you have played so many amazing characters with such cool costumes and makeup. How would you say that this character relates in terms of timing of getting ready? What is it a similar time process? Does it take an hour? Tell, walk us through that process a little bit. This is one of the easier ones, honestly, okay. because uh, the farther you get from human, the more difficult a character is going to be to make up and to play. This is a human. He's dead for a long time. So there's got to be a look that comes with that. So that involves a prosthetic appliance for skin that covers my own face, my hands, okay. my legs. But those were slip on pieces, the gloves that went on the last minute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right. Really easy. Gluing on of the face and neck was all one piece that had been created, sculpted, painted ahead of time. Okay. It's so a lot of work and artistry goes into it for weeks ahead. Then getting it onto me is the last step. And that took about two hours a day, which is, uh, that's as long as, as the witches took to get ready too. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my, my original wig from the original movie was still on a, on a mannequin in David Kirshner's office, one of our producers. Off of that, back onto me, looked the same, ready to go. Didn't even oh need my. a tease. Yeah. Did you feel like it was yeah. really coming full circle? You're like, here it is. Here. It's ready oh. for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then watching myself transform back into Billy in the mirror was like no time had passed at all. It was really kind of a freaky, surreal situation. Oh, yeah. That's really special. And I'm curious, too, for moments where your head might not particularly be sitting on your shoulders. How does that, <laughs> how does that work? So as you saw in the first movie, Billy is strung together with dust. Therefore, he's breakable, bendable, you know. Sure. Uh, but he can reattach as well. That's the good news. So the headless portions, when you, whenever you see Billy's head fall off or get kicked off or yanked off, mm -hmm. we have a, a double for me that was a young lady who stood about this tall. Oh, wow. So she had a fake duplicate of my head 
on top of her head, yeah, right? Like the shoulders. And a shoulder trap. Yeah. So then my clothes would go over her. And so she kind of looked through the, the, the lacy top. <laughs> like true Halloween costume style where you're like this. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, cool. And it was held on with magnets. Yeah. She studied me and my, how I played Billy physically. And she was spot on with mm-hmm. playing a headless version of me. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay, another question for you guys. I know that a lot of your scenes take place late, outside at night. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about what that process is like filming late. Were you guys coming in at 11 p.m. and shooting all night? How did that work? <laughs> First off, the set in the forest is a set that's within a studio. So that, that way you can shoot day for night, mm-hmm. meaning you can shoot nighttime during the day because it's like completely like they built trees in the set with like hills and like real dust and dirt amazing so amazing incredible yeah Uh, but then if you're shooting an actual exterior it means that you you are there maybe about an hour before the sun goes down you get yourself everybody gets ready and then when the sun goes down so you start shooting and so you're shooting as long as you have lights like if it's a you know 10 hour shooting day you're you're shooting till the sun comes up yeah which is fun i'm a night owl i can live nocturnally that's awesome (laughs) all right guys one last question for you as Two lovers of Halloween. What does your Halloween night look like for you? Are you taking the night off? Do you guys go all out? What does that look like? You know, as you get older, like, you know, it used to be a trick-or-treating in like, like, you know, a really nice neighborhood where, you know, you get like full bars of candy. Uh, Now it's about a Halloween party and I'm like trying to dress up in the coolest costume. Like I take my costumes very seriously. Mm -hmm. As much detail in that costume as I can make and then going out to parties, enjoying the festivities. Oh, isn't that a good answer? Because mine is not that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Doug, what's your your nighttime I used to do that in my youth. Yeah, even and in college, uh, let's dress up. But now that I dress up and make up and do this for a living, Halloween's kind of a. I'd like to answer the door with a T-shirt on and say Happy Halloween as I hand out candy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's that's my Halloween. That's so fun. And do you ever get recognized like as the person handing out candy? No, like, no, no, and no, no really? they need to know. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> Fair enough. Good. More fun that way. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. It was so nice to meet you. It was so fun to talk more about Hocus Pocus too. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And now we are talking to three of the wickedly talented cast members from Hocus Pocus 2, Whitney Peake, <laughs> Lilia Buckingham, and Belissa Escobedo. Hi, guys. So nice to meet you Hello. all. Hi. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's start with Whitney. Tell us a little bit about the moment you found out you were cast in Hocus Pocus 2. I didn't believe it. I don't think I actually believed that I had it until yesterday when it came out. <laughs> no, it was just weird. It was just super exciting. And I was just like, I couldn't comprehend that it was real. Yeah. Unfathomable. Unfathomable. I love it. Well, Belissa, tell us, what were your thoughts? Just unfathomable? Unfathomable. Oh my gosh. Uh, surreal. It was really awesome getting cast in it. And, you know, I grew up watching that movie. So it was definitely like a really, you want <laughs> me to do this? A true dream. Well, yeah. My first thought was, oh my God, I just booked my first movie. What is my life? And my second thought was like, what do I do with all my college dorm stuff that's sitting in my room right now? I was supposed to move in in two weeks. So I was like, no, what do I do with this? Oh my gosh, no way. You did move in? Yes, I moved in. I went to my first month of school and then I left to go film and then I went back and now I'm there. That's awesome. I can clearly tell you guys are all friends. That's so awesome. And tell me a little bit about what it was like playing friends on screen. Was there anything you guys did either on or offset to bond? It was really hard because we just uh, don't love It's each really other. just dreadful to spend time with each other. Well, we were kind of 
forced to be in a confined space because we were living in a hotel together. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hit it, off. hit it off immediately. We have very compatible personalities between yeah. the three of us and watch movies together. We did watch, we watch the gym together. And yeah, we would go I to the gym a lot. There while you guys yeah. did that. A lot of walk walks. around. We would go see movies too. So it was a lot of just like exploring and hanging out and chatting. Yeah. That's so fun. Just doing nothing together, which is really yeah. awesome. Definitely bonds you. I love that. All right, you guys. Are you guys ready to take on the Insider Five? Oh Let's my God, am Let's I? This is what we're best at. Yeah. Super quick, we're really not good at this actually. All righty. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? Start with Whitney. Favorite Disney movie? For some reason in my head, I can only think of Disney Channel original movies. That I'm counts. like Lemonade Mouth, Teen Beach movie. The in the Frog, does that Yeah. Oh, Absolutely, that's yeah. a great choice. The earliest memory I have is probably, I know it's Pixar, but it's Pixar and Disney, Bugs Life. Oh. Oh, yes, such a good one. All right, Lily, what about you? I mean, I think I just remember watching like Beauty and the Beast. Love. And being like, the best. that girl reads books, I'm gonna read books. <laughs> and here I am. Amazing. All right, you guys, if you could only ride one ride all day at a Disney park, which would it be? Lilia? I love Tower of Terror, and I love that it's the Guardians of the Galaxy now, and I think I would ride it all day to try and get all the different songs. Oh, that's super fun. I haven't oh, been yeah. on the Avatar ride at Disney World, but I've heard things about it, so I'm gonna say that one. I've never been to any of the parks, so I don't what? know. Never? Oh, we got to fix that. We oh, got to change this. Going. We got to change <laughs> this. Disney, hey. Yeah. All right, you guys. It's Disney karaoke night. What song do you guys sing? Tyrone, Erica Badu. What? No, Disney oh, karaoke. Sorry, Disney character songs? Sorry. <laughs> yes. yes. What, what song would you sing for Disney karaoke night? Mine's got to be Determinate from Lemonade Mouth because I can do the whole rap. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm having to music like a better thing for you. You know later. what? Let it shine. The rap battle scene. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Up. I'm gonna keep I, it a buck with you. I got that one. You yeah, guys, good. this is some really good answers. I have not heard a lot of these. This is great. What about you, Melissa? Princess and the Frog. I'm almost there. Oh, almost there. Oh, it's such a good one. one. Yes. <laughs> All right. You're invited to a Disney themed costume party. Who or what do you dress as? Tiana. Princess and the Frog Mighty. Like, yeah. Dr. Facilier. What? Nice. Maybe I would do. You guys can have a whole oh, like Princess yeah. and the Frog theme. Oh, wow. Battle. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you should be the frog version. <laughs> yeah, I should oh, be. Yeah, the, I would do a pencil. You would. I would be feel like the prettiest little princess at the party. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more question for you. Which Disney character has the best life advice and what is it? Whoa. Whoa. It's Geppetto from Pinocchio because he literally said, don't like don't go out there and he did and he got swallowed by a whale wow don't no, yeah. Right. yeah what did he say always let your conscience be your guide is that him was that jiminy cricket or maybe that yeah. was Japan. jiminy cricket jiminy cricket he's great yeah. too honestly mother brothel because she is like girl don't go outside mother knows best <laughs> yeah that's what i said <laughs> that's what you said that's perfect mother, yeah mother, mother knows best you got mother it knows. this was perfect thank you so much for joining us today and talking about hocus pocus too it was wonderful to meet you all <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Hocus Pocus 2 is now streaming on Disney Plus. So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes, subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code GILBERT. The code expires November 1st, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time. Membership is required. Limit one redemption per account. Visit DizzyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. 
While you're there, don't forget to link your Disney Movie Insiders and Disney Plus accounts to earn bonus points every month just for being a subscriber. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney Movie Magic.